0: You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, January 26th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The largest national forest in the United States is once again protected from development under the roadless rule. The United States Department of Agriculture announced Wednesday it had restored roadless protections to nearly 10 million acres of the Tongass National Forest, which spans most of Southeast Alaska. In a press release, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said the Tongass is key to conserving biodiversity and addressing the climate crisis, adding that the decision listened to the requests of Alaska Native tribes and people of Southeast while also recognizing the importance of fishing and tourism to the region's economy. The agency said in a press release it received more than 100,000 public comments in the two-month period after it began the process to get the roadless rule back in place. The majority were in favor. The roadless rule was put in place at the end of the Clinton administration in 2001 and prevented road construction, reconstruction, and timber harvest in most areas of the Tongass and many other national forests. But under the Trump administration, more than half of the national forest had been removed from roadless road protection. Tribes and environmental groups in southeast Alaska quickly sued, saying the decision disregarded overwhelming opposition. The Sitka Assembly is moving forward with plans to donate $25,000 to the Alaska Trollers Association to support the organization's ongoing legal fight against a Washington environmental group that hopes to shut down commercial fishing for king salmon in southeast Alaska. And other organizations and locals are piling on in anticipation of a lengthy and costly appeals process. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports.
1: Alaska Trollers and the Alaska Department of Fish and Game intervened in a lawsuit against the National Marine Fisheries Service brought by the Wild Fish Conservancy in 2020. The Duval, Washington-based group argues that commercial trolling in Alaska threatens an endangered population of killer whales in Puget Sound by depriving them of king salmon, their primary food source. And they've been successful in court. In December, a U.S. District Court judge issued a report that, to make a long story short, puts the Southeast King Salmon fishery at risk of closure. And that means a bigger hole in the troll association's pocket as it anticipates a lengthy appeals process. In early January, trollers drummed up support at the Sitka assembly table. And at its January 24th meeting, more came out of the woodwork in support of the organization— Roger Hames of Hames Corporation, which owns a major grocery store in Sitka, said he'd been asked to contribute $5,000, but he'd likely contribute $10,000. Tad Fujioka is chairman of the board for Seafood Producers Co-op. He said the Alaska Trollers Association had requested around $48,000 from SPC, but employees asked them to donate more money from their profit-sharing pool.
2: Even though ATA only asked for $48,500, The SPC board voted to contribute $59,000. It's an investment in our company's future. We can't afford to lose access to troll salmon, and neither can Sitka. So I encourage the assembly to be similarly farsighted and make this investment alongside your citizen fishermen.
1: And Jackie Foss said it's not just fishermen who've contributed to the trollers' cause. The ATA is receiving a lot of individual donations and contributions from municipalities like Craig, Port Alexander and Pelican. I I feel super just grateful to live in a place where everyone's rallying around small boat fishermen. And so I I know Sitka is the biggest and it's the most and our ask might feel like a lot, but a third of the fleet is here and donations, people give what they can. And small communities give what they can, and bigger communities, with most of the fleet, give what they feel is appropriate, too. Most assembly members said they'd support a $25,000 donation to the legal fund, and some said they'd be open to contributing beyond that amount in the future. Assembly member Tim Pike said he wanted to redirect the conversation around why the contribution was necessary.
2: As I heard it here a couple of times tonight, you know, trollers paid a bunch of taxes, so we owe it to them. I, I don't see it that way. I see it as a community investment. I see it as coming out of all of our pockets. I see it as something for all of us to contribute to. I don't see it as the trollers have earned this, okay? You've earned it because you are Sitkins and you're part of our economy, Um, but I think it belongs to all of us. It doesn't just belong to the trollers.
1: Municipal Administrator John Leach said they'd be putting more resources towards supporting the ATA in the suit by working with Alaska's congressional delegation. He said city staff and lobbyists had a meeting with staff from Senators Murkowski and Sullivan and from Representative Peltola's office last week to discuss options.
0: It was reiterated by all all staff members on the call that it's a very important issue for all three members of the delegation. They've found legal counsel with MSA and the Salmon Treaty expertise to assist them and are coordinating with each other regarding a possible amicus brief that they could file jointly with the court and said they intend to circulate a draft internally among themselves as early as this week.
1: Along with a separate resolution supporting the Southeast Troll Fishery, the Assembly approved the $25,000 donation unanimously. The ordinance will come before the Assembly for a final reading at the next regular meeting on February 14th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose.
0: The bag limit for the sport harvest of deer in Unit 4 in southeast Alaska will remain at 6, one of the most liberal in the state. During its Ketchikan meeting over the weekend, the Board of Game unanimously voted down a proposal that would have reduced the bag limit to 4 deer, saying it saw no biological necessity for lowering the harvest. Advocates of the change, however, urged that, given so much ecological uncertainty recently, erring on the side of caution was the more prudent course. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports.
2: Things have been pretty good for deer hunters in Unit 4 for at least the past decade as deer populations have rebounded to near carrying capacity for the three major islands comprising the unit, Admiralty, Baranoff, and Chichikov, which are often called the ABC Islands. This is a change from 2006 through 2008 when harsh winters with especially high snowfalls dramatically affected deer populations. Fishing game beach surveys in the spring of 2007 recorded roughly four winter kill deer carcasses per mile of shoreline, and the ABC Islands have many miles of shoreline. Kevin Meyer, who proposed the bag limit reduction, was aware of this history as well as where things stand now. If anything, his proposal was an effort to nudge the Board of Game to think more broadly about changes happening in the ecosystem and to manage southeast Alaska's now abundant deer population with caution. We're facing incredibly uncertain climate and economic futures, and we owe it to our children and future Alaskans to make conservative decisions. Although I've spent most of the last 20 years in the southeast, I grew up in Washington state, where I watched dramatic fisheries declines happen in my lifetime. I'm in Alaska in no small part because of abundant fishing opportunity, and I'm hopeful you make decisions that help us avoid the disastrous fate of uh, much of our hunting and fishing opportunity in the lower 48. Meyer sits on the Juneau Fish and Game Advisory Committee, but offered the proposal as an individual. He told the board that he personally would be unaffected by the bag limit reduction since he didn't have a large enough boat to hunt in the ABC Islands. In fact, he said his position on his own proposal was neutral. Unit 4 area management biologist Steve Bethune suggested that many more hunters would also be neutral as a very small percentage ever filled all six tags after the bag limit was raised from four to six in 2019. We found that between 2019 and 2021 under this new bag limit we had an average of 30 non-federally qualified hunters who took five deer and 29 non-federally qualified hunters who took six deer, and this averages out to about 88 additional deer per year. It's about one to one and a half percent of the annual harvest. Non-federally qualified hunter is government-speak for sport hunter, or in the case of Unit 4, hunters from Juneau. Every other community on Admiralty, Baranoff, and Chichikov Islands is a federally qualified subsistence community, Hunters in these towns, including Huna, Angoon, and even Sitka, have always been able to take six deer and also have an extra month of hunting in January on federal lands. So, in a nutshell, 97% of sport hunters are taking four deer or less in Unit 4. Why not make that the bag limit? Possibly because it sends the wrong message to the federal government. This is biologist Steve Bethune again. The four deer bag limit is adequate for most non-federally qualified hunters. However, six deer is sustainable and provides an additional opportunity. So it's gonna be fully up to you all on the board of game to decide if you wanna make changes on the state side To try to influence the federal subsistence board the federal subsistence board meets at the end of the month in anchorage and will weigh in on several proposals about deer hunting on the abc islands most notably a proposal that would close several major drainages on admiralty island to sport hunting during the month of november the peak deer hunting season in order to provide more access for subsistence hunters in a relationship that is murky at best, the Federal Subsistence Board relies heavily on research from the State Department of Fish and Game, but sets policy based on different priorities. Often, federal and state regulations overlap, but there is always a possibility that they could conflict. Paul Johnson, a well known hunting guide based out of Chichagoff Island, also put in a proposal to cut back the Unit 4 bag limit for deer but withdrew it when it became clear that the board of game was not going to support Meyer's proposal. Unlike Meyer, Johnson did have a horse in the race with a four-decade career in guiding on the ABC Islands. The board kept Johnson at the testimony table for a few minutes just to hear his opinion on the issue. Johnson didn't disagree with state biologist Steve Bethune. He didn't sense any urgency to lower the bag limit, but he felt the four-deer limit was probably more cautious. I always felt the four-deer limit held the test of time. Times have changed. The department has got different concepts of what's happening around. Um, I uh, don't want to interfere. It's above my level. But I can say that Steve's right. It's the winners, you know, that play the biggest role. Nevertheless, the state board of game unanimously voted down the proposal to reduce the sport bag limit for deer on Admiralty, Baranoff, and Chichikov Islands. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.